We pick up at the bottom of uh, 77b. Uh, we are in the middle of a discussion uh, about uh, between uh, the different rabbis about uh, what about <coughs> uh, what what different people are compared to, etc. And uh, um, uh, Egyptians and Edomites uh, converting, etc. And their sons and not their daughters. Uh, Rabbi Shimon had mentioned in the Mishnah uh, that he could. Uh, convert them straight away. A, a female could convert straight away. He said that that was his view. Uh, and the rabbi said, listen, we, uh, we feel that uh, if you've got a halakha for that, um, then that's fine. Okay, anyway, um, uh, but, but otherwise we disagree with it. All right, we're still in that discussion. banim banot shimon. So it, it talks about these Egyptian Edomites. Uh, only it talks about their sons, not their daughters. Divir uh, shimon. That is Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Okay, as we've been discussing. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Harayzu Omer, Banim Velo Asher Yuvaldu Lahem Dorash Lishi. The the pasuk says the the sons of the third generation that are born to them uh, can enter into the to the kahal. Okay, and it says means uh, that born to them implies Hakatuv Tlan Belayda. It means that it was born to them. It means that uh, even. Uh, birth with regards to uh, you know males and females etc. It has to come. There, there still is. Uh, it has to be a full uh, third generation. All right. And Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan comments on this. E love the Amar Rabbi Yehuda katov talan betelayda. If Rabbi Yehuda hadn't said uh, that the prohibition was. Uh, uh, dependent on, on, on their being born, i.e. that uh, females were also included, she wouldn't have found face, uh, space literally for hands and feet uh, in, the, in the Beit Midrash. In other words, he would have been contradicted by another teaching uh, of his, because Mar said, uh, it says, Kahal, Gerim, Ikri Kahal, because this was according to Rabbi Yehuda, uh, a congregation of converts is still considered a congregation. <coughs> so, in other words, they've still got all the, the prohibitions of uh, uh, the, the forbidden marriages, itself, uh, and, and therefore, as a result, Mr. Shani, Yitar, how could a second generation Egyptian uh, get married ever? Because uh, he's, the first generation Egyptians could marry each other, and then a the second generation, they have a child. Uh, that's the second generation. Dilma, Dilma, D. because there's no way he can't marry a Jew and he can't marry a female convert if you say that uh, it's a forbidden, uh, if he's a part of the Kahal. Uh, so, therefore, you know, what's he ever going to do? Dima i avid vanasiv. Maybe he means if he avar vanasiv. If he if he transgressed, he sinned uh, and he married uh, a sinful marriage. Uh, the Gemara says di lo kativ kra. If if a person does something wrong uh, and, and and sins, the, the Torah doesn't offer uh, that option. It, it, it's not the way the Torah speaks. Okay, uh, it doesn't talk about things that only bidiyevid. Uh, if you do something sinful. Uh, that uh, will uh, will allow that. So Gemara says, hold on one sec. Is that really tr- true? What about a mamzer? Uh, that's also a case of a mamzer. That uh, also there's a forbidden relationship over there, and, and the pasuk writes it. The pasuk writes about a mamzer. <coughs> that's something that shouldn't have happened. It's a sinful relationship. 
but uh, the, the, the Torah writes it explicitly. Um, no, no, so what we're talking about here, the uh, isura, uh, if, if something happens and it's an isur, uh, then the Torah writes about it, uh, a katav, then, then for sure it writes about it. The Torah mentions all sorts of sins. Uh, that a person uh, is not allowed to do, but it does mention them. D letayra lokativ. However, but but this e this uh, this possibility that could lead to uh, a a heter. Okay, the, if the second generation uh, Mitri marries a, a Yisrael, for example, uh, and, and and the child from that relationship uh, is is a third generation, and that uh, that, that would be allowed. Okay, so uh, that wouldn't allow you to write that. So it, it, in that situation, um, it's one thing to talk about a mamza um, whose parents, uh, you know, had had relations that were forbidden to them. So we we can talk about him uh, coming in. That was a sinful thing. But yeah, uh, this uh, the second generation. A convert, uh, if, if he transgressed and married a woman, uh, and that would lead to a heter, that would be lead to the third um, uh, generation being allowed to enter into the congregation. So we don't uh, give ways to permit, uh, in essentially, a sinful act. The Gemara says, hold on one sec, even that, haray mamze, uh, what about the the Grushato, a person who's divorced his wife? Uh, she goes and gets married to someone else in the interim, and then uh, he takes her back, and then divorces her. Uh, she gets divorced, and then he takes her back. That says uh, that that also would lead uh, to something permissible because, and 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 it's written as well uh, because even though it calls it uh, a treva, a, 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 an abomination. We said that woman uh, is not allowed to her first husband. We, that it calls it a toiva. Uh, but if they did, uh, still despite that uh, fact, uh, the children are allowed into the congregation. Okay, so uh, surely that also leads to a heter. Hatam mishum ikar isura hu katava. Really, that was written for its uh, main point of the issue, to say that a husband should not uh, take back uh, a wife that was... Uh, had uh, married someone in the interim. Really, this is a, a classic case, really, of uh, a woman uh, that would have an affair. She runs off with someone, and uh, she, she lives with that, with that person, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't work out. Now she wants to come back to her husband. So that's why the, the Torah, uh, one reason that the Torah might be so uh, dead against uh, this type of, uh, uh, of relationship, that is, uh, to, to, to discourage that at all costs. Okay. All right, and here, this was just telling us uh, the Master Grushoto is called a Toeva, uh, and uh, it does not really speaking about the child at all. The child just happens uh, to be part of it, and the child's allowed into the congregation, but that's not the main point of the Suga, just incidental. Okay, carrying on uh, with related issues. Tan Rabanan. Nomar Banim, Lama Neemar Dorot. Okay, it says that the third generation, the sons of the third generation that are born to them. Uh, we quoted the Pasuk earlier. Um, so it says, if it says Banim, Lama Neemar Dorot, why does it have to say generations thereafter? And if it would say uh, generations, Lama Neemar Banim. Why would it say uh, sons as well? Surely it, it seems somewhat repetitious. You could have just cut out uh, the Dorash Lishi uh, that, that is born, you know, that, that uh, um, 
you know, the, the third generation uh, is, that, that, that uh, is born to them. Why do you have to say specifically sons? And if you had said sons, obviously it's generations. So uh, what would you think? So the Gemara says, no, it has to say both. If it would have just said children uh, and not uh, would have said generations, what would I have said? Shlishi Mutar. Uh, you might have thought, even in one family, a person has three sons. Uh, the first and the second sons are not allowed to marry, uh, but then the third son uh, is allowed to marry into the congregation. You might think it's just a third son, even in one generation. And, uh, and therefore, obviously not. It says three generations, uh, not just three sons. Okay. That's why it says Dorot, to teach us generations, that it's, uh, it's a whole generation, no matter how many sons you have. If it would have just said Dorot, and it wouldn't have said sons, what would I have said? That's, you might have thought, that it applies uh, to those people that stood at Harasina, because after all, they uh, uh, were, were persecuted by the Mitzrim, etc., and as a result, they had, uh, you might think, that no, you're never allowed to go back to Egypt, and, uh, that, and to remove it, you're never even allowed to marry an Egyptian. Uh, a kind of anti-Stockholm syndrome type of uh, uh, behavior, and you might think, maybe it's just, just them. So therefore, it uh, teaches you that it's three generations only from then, and then afterwards uh, it would uh, uh, dissipate and everyone would be allowed to, to marry if they converted. Therefore, therefore it says sons, uh, even, even sons later on in future generations. So it's uh, applicable across all generations as well. All right. Lahem, mayhem, maneh, lahem, halach. Okay, so now the, the Pasuk says, the, the, talks about the sons of the third generations can come in uh, to the, to the uh, congregation because it says, um, lahem, okay, and then it says uh, they uh, um, can come inside, you know, the, 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 um, there's two, two, two times where it says lahem. So the first time it says uh, lahem, uh, it says that uh, to, from them you have to start counting. It means that you have to start counting from the converts. You don't, uh, they themselves are the first generation. Afterwards, their, their grandchildren are the third generation are allowed. And the second time it says lahem, uh, it means halach achap pusulan, you should go after uh, the, um, the, the, the most um, disqualified person. In other words, if he married a Jewish woman, uh, a male uh, Egyptian convert married a Jewish woman, or a female uh, Egyptian convert married a Jewish man, uh, in all of those cases you go after uh, the, 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 the most puzzle of that, uh, uh, of that relationship. Okay? It's, uh, it's, you, know, you go after it. You don't say, ah, uh, this woman uh, would be uh, the, the child, uh, you know, for example, of a um, a Jewish woman, and therefore the child's Jewish. No, we would say no. It it uh, it would be a, uh, defined as a mitri shani. All right. And it says, "V'isrich lev lemiktav lahem, v'isrich lemiktav asher yivaldu." Right. And you need to write them, and you need to write uh, they are born as well. All right. Uh, and uh, similar to what we had um, before, we said banim and asher yivaldu. But yeah, it says lahem and yivaldu. That are born to them. If they only wrote uh, that that are, are, um, that are born, have a minute. What would I have said? Uh, you might think that uh, um, 
that you only count from their children. That are born uh, means uh, from their children. Uh, therefore, uh, teaches us, as we said before, uh, that uh, for them. In other words, the, the, the counting the generations uh, starts from them. So you can, as an Egyptian, you can convert. You're already considered a first generation uh, converts and your child is a second generation. Uh, not that uh, your child is only the first generation after you converted. And if it only written lahem, havamina mitrit muberit shnitkara hiubana. If what happens if a pregnant Egyptian woman converted uh, while she was pregnant, uh, you might think that uh, her and her child are the same. Um, and therefore, because they often, as we're going to see in a bit, uh, the, the fetus goes, it's, it's like considered yerechimo, uh, the, the thigh of its mother. We're going to see that coming up in a bit. Uh, what, uh, you might think that that is the, the situation um, <coughs> and it's part of the mother. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, it's only one muberet, he, uvena, chad. You might think that's only one generation. Uh, therefore, katakramana, ashiyavadu, no, once you have the birth, that's already uh, the second generation. So, really, the, the baby would be the second generation, even though it converted at the same time as the mother. Okay, the next avlahem. Uh, and also says, uh, talking about a mamza now, it says a mamza is not allowed to enter into the Kaal of Hashem, uh, even in the 10th generation, okay, and none of, uh, and none of his can enter into the, uh, uh, the congregation, so it used the word law there as well. Uh, and we, we, we have to write, um, uh, the, write the, with the Egyptian convert, write to them over there, which says the, the child goes after the most disqualified parent. And also with a mamza, uh, to teach the same kind of uh, law applies to a mamza. You write law with mamza, so of his, uh, in other words, uh, to, to him. Okay, so Rahmana Hacha, because uh, it's, it's, it's written, uh, there is a pasuk which also talks about law. Uh, with the Egyptian and the Mamza, uh, and therefore, if it only wrote it over there, Mishum Deva Lemitipa Psula. You might think that in the case of the Egyptian, only in this case uh, does uh, it go after the most disqualified parent, because the Egyptian uh, is not um, a, uh, a Jewish seed. Okay, and as a result, uh, what it calls it Bitipa Psula. It's a, it's a um, invalid uh, um, seed, right? A, a drop of, of invalid seed. Uh, in other words, non-Jewish seed. Okay, Avar Mamza, Dva Mitipak Shara, but Mamza, who comes from uh, Jewish seed, the parents are Jewish. Uh, you know, this is going according to the opinion that uh, uh, we're not talking about a non-Jew that has relations with a Jew. We're talking about two Jews uh, that have relations with each other uh, in, in a forbidden way. Uh, that's it. Mitipak Shara, Aimalor. You might think that uh, we don't go after. Uh, um, the, the most disqualified of the parents uh, over there, we say no, that we do. Uh, similarly, have you only written uh, that with regard to Mamza? Uh, when it talks about a, a Mamza, uh, it, it says that you can't come into the 10th generation. You might think uh, that means it's a, it's a way of saying forever. But here with the Egyptian converts, Aimalor, uh, you might also say that, uh, that 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 he also can't come into the congregation forever. Uh, but uh, you know, so so, tricha, so you have to say no. Uh, he has to. He's able to come into the congregation after the um, 
the third thing. Okay, oh, sorry. Uh, because he's able to come in uh, and he's not forbidden forever uh, <coughs> to come in, you might think that it doesn't go after the, the psal of the parents. So here we say, no, it definitely does go after the psal of the parents. Right, so now uh, we have a discussion in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, Amar Rabbi Bachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, in his name, it was says, What happens if you have uh, cross-generational things? A second-generation uh, male convert marries a first-generation female uh, convert. Uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, this, this version at least, uh, it says, that child, her child is already considered a third generation. We don't look at her and say she's a first uh, and therefore her child is a second. We say no, uh, we go after uh, the, the, the most lenient of the parents okay, in, this, in this situation and, and, and because the father is second generation, uh, his child is a third generation. Okay, uh, and therefore, uh, Okay, Alma Kasava, Bata Diday Shadidin Lai. Therefore, we see, uh, what do we do? We follow him, okay, uh, the, the father, not the mother. So that makes, uh, th- that's why uh, the child is a, is a third um, generation because the father was a second, so you go after the father. Okay, so that is uh, the, the, the first understanding of Rabbi Yochanan, that we always go after the father when it comes to uh, paternity in this instance. Okay, Matav la Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, uh, <coughs> is that really so? Uh, there's a mission in Kedushin as follows. Rabbi Tafon, Rabbi Tafon says, Yochlin mamzerin litzer. Mamzerin, I can find a way out for a mamzerin uh, to become pure. Kate said, how could that be? Mamzer nasa shifka. If he goes and marries a, uh, a shifka, a, uh, a maidservant, Havlad Evid. Uh, he goes and married a maidservant and he has a child with her. Uh, that child is an Evid. Uh, that uh, it says, um, uh, and then once you free that Evid, Nimsa ben Khorin. Then that, uh, that, that slave becomes a freed slave and, and a fully fledged Jew. Uh, and therefore, so the Mamza, the, the taint of Mamza has just gone and disappeared uh, in this instance. Amma, but right, but uh, how, what would you say here? Surely you say you've got the father's a Mamza, the mother's a slave. <coughs> you would say that if you go after the father, the child would also be a Mamza, so it doesn't help. Uh, but what do you say? The child is, is the father's a slave, so we see we follow her. Shadinan uh, lay. So that's that's what we follow. Shani uh, Hatam. No, uh, it's different over there. Dafka specifically with slaves. Adamakra because there's a pasuk that says Aisha biladea The woman and her children uh, belong to the master. In other words, her children belong to to her, and she, because she belongs to the master, uh, then uh, they, uh, they 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 belong to her as well. So specifically with this uh, um, uh, Canaanite uh, slave woman, uh, her children. Uh, are defined as, as, as hers in this instance. Okay, all right, so now, Matif um, Rava comes along and attacks this statement, always going after the father. Amar Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda himself said, Minyamin, we had this before, he says, I've got my friend Minyamin. Uh, he converted as an Egyptian. He was my friend, uh, and, and he was a student of Rabbi Akiva. Vamar, ani mitri rishon, venasati mitri rishon. I'm a first-generation convert, and I'm, my wife is also a first-generation convert. Asi levni the mitri chayni. I'm going to marry off my son, who's a second generation, to a second generation. Kedai you ben beni lori levo bakal. So that my, uh, we're going to have a, a third. 
uh, my grandson at least will be fit to enter into the congregation. So he had this whole plan mapped out of, of, uh, of who his children should marry in order so that uh, he's eventually going to become uh, Jewish. His, his uh, progeny is going to become Jewish. If you say you go after the father, uh, he could have uh, why does he specify that his son has to marry a second-generation uh, convert? It could, she could even marry a first-generation convert uh, because, it, after all, it goes after the father and he's second, so therefore anything that comes out would be third. Nami. So, hi, my Rabbi Yochanan, Latana. And Rabbi Yochanan says, Latana, no, you could say, Tani Rishona. You could even teach a uh, first or second-generation uh, convert. All right, so we see that that answers that up. However, Kiyatu Rav Dimi, I'm a Rabbi Yochanan. So now Rabbi Rav Dimi comes uh, and, uh, and says the opposite. Okay, he says uh, um, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Mitri Shani Shinasa Mitri Trishona, if you have a second generation uh, male, okay, that marries a first generation female Egyptian convert, okay, Bena Shani Havia, sorry, uh, the child is a second generation. Okay, uh, any ch- child born to this, uh, um, this first generation is a second generation. The first generation's mother uh, is now a second generation. Ama bata emei, shadin and lay. So here uh, we see that Rabbi Yochanan has reversed his opinion. Instead of saying we're going after the father, he says we go after the mother. Uh, and and, and that is, uh, that's very different. Uh, but it says, Amar so Abai says, listen, uh, here, Ella Hada Amar Rabbi Yochanan, but what about the following case? Rabbi Yochanan has said, Hefrish, Chatat, Muberet, Vialda. So now we're talking about a totally separate uh, case altogether, a case dealing with a, an animal, right? Uh, you have to bring a khatat, and you set aside an animal, a uh, pregnant animal, as a khatat. Uh, and then, um, uh, and it gives birth, um, specifically uh, to a female. Uh, you can, you've got a choice now. Uh, that uh, what, do you, what can you do? You can atone with either of these animals, the mother, okay, um, uh, you know, it, uh, with the mother itself, if you atone with the mother, uh, then you leave the, the young to, to graze until it gets a blemish, okay, and, and, and then you can um, sell it and, 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 and you know, bring, a, bring an offering, uh, you know, a, a type of nidavah for that, that, that's fine, or you could use the, the young. And, uh, and, and the opposite happens with the mother. Uh, she gets left uh, to graze until she gets a blemish. All right, so uh, <coughs> that is uh, what we can do. So now, e amata bishlama ubar. So now this works uh, if you say that uh, uh, you can understand that ubar is love yerechimo. So now the, the, if you, this works if you say that the, the, the fetus is not like the thigh of the mother. In other words, the fetus, the mother is, the, is, is one animal and it's inside of her is a totally separate animal. So this works well. Love Yerechimohu, that makes sense. Hava Ali Kemafrish Shtei Chataot Lachrayot. That's the same as separating uh, two Chataot. You say, listen, I'm separating this Chatat and I'm separating this one uh, as, a, as a guarantee, as a kind of an insurance uh, that something won't happen to the first one. Uh, and in that case, um, Rav Oshai says about that, if you separate two chatoot uh, and uh, one is as an insurance for the other, uh, then you can 
set aside, you, you, you say, listen, I'm, I'm going to choose this one and I'm, I'm going to decide at a later date which one I'm going to use. So I use one as my khatata, the second one you let graze. That's fine. However, Ella, Yamata, Uba, Yerechi, Mohu, if you come and say that a fetus is like its mother, uh, and literally the thigh of its mother, in other words, uh, the fetus is really part of the mother, Havela, Vlad, Khatat. So this, what, what happens here is you've got the Vlad of a Khatat. Uh, Vlad, Khatat, uh, Lemita, Azil. Right, there's one of the, the five um, uh, different chatzot that are left to die when the owner achieves atonement uh, with uh, with the other chatzot. Uh, this chatzot is left to die, and one of them is a vlad chatzot. All right, so uh, that, that is uh, because the mother was used as a sacrifice, and this one uh, is uh, the, the the child, so it, it's got nothing. Uh, you know, it doesn't uh, can't be sacrificed on the altar. It's already the mother's been used for that. So therefore, uh, one of the halacha Moshe Misinais it says v'timna. Those are the um, uh, the the uh, 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 and, um, uh, uh, that, the abbreviation right of the of the vitimna the five different chatot meitot all right so we we are going to uh, you know, I'm not going to go into them now it's not necessary for our uh, purposes but but from here we see that you know either it's part of the mother or it's not part of the mother uh, so if you say it is uh, so, so how do you hold uh, over here so you know why uh, in the case of the Egyptian convert is the child uh, shown to be the mother and not the father okay uh, because you said that uh, you could choose which one you want uh, so you know surely the child has to go if it goes off the mother uh, then not so how could you answer that if you say that the goes off after the mother. Here it seems that it goes after the father. Ishtik, he kept quiet uh, for a second. So uh, Amale, so Abai then says to him, he said, Dilma, shiny hata, maybe it's different over there. Dictive. Ashivadu, talking about the sons that are born to them, Hakatuv, Salobelaida, it says specifically uh, that it talks about Lada and giving birth. Uh, so therefore uh, it goes after uh, the mother. So Amale, so he, uh, he, he, he answers back, Ravdimi said to him, uh, Karkafta, um, Kafna, sorry. Uh, literally, you um, you uh, uh, large, large, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, large, large skulled person. In other words, you're very, you know, you got a, you know, a big head, uh, and uh, you know, you're very clever. Kazita l'reshak v'ne amude kiama Rabbi Yochanan l'hashmata. Uh, the, the different ways it's translated over here, the, the, the Korean translates, he says, listen, uh, you understood this as if you were actually present <coughs> in, the, in the Beit Midrash and heard it directly from Rabbi Yochanan. Art Scroll's got a less complimentary uh, um, uh, understanding of it. He says, listen, you uh, uh, were, you know, it's, don't, don't try to say that you, you thought of this yourself, you actually heard it before. Anyway, uh, but the, the important thing for us, uh, it says, time uh, addictive, Yivadu, the reason that we have this situation, because it says, Yivadu, uh, that were born to them. Hi, but Alma, generally not. But Avua, Shadin and Lai, generally we go after the father. Here, in this specific case, uh, the Egyptian convert, because of that Pasuk uh, that are born to them, we go after the mother, but uh, normally we go after the father. Ella, hi, Tamarava, is that really so? Um, but Rava says, Goyamu Beret, this uh, non Jewess that converts, Shunit uh, Gaira, okay, Mu Beret, sorry, Shunit Gaira, this, uh, this, this uh, woman that is a pregnant non Jew, she, and, and, and she converts, Shunit Gaira, Bena, Ainsurecht Villa, her son does not need Tvila. Uh, doesn't need. Uh, once she converts, it's as, uh, you know. We assume that uh, it's good for her son as well. Am I answering Tevila? 
uh, if you would say it goes after the father and it's a separate entity inside of her, uh, so why wouldn't it need tefillah uh, when it when it uh, is born after it's born? Maybe you'd say with Rabbi Yitzchak, I'm a Rabbi Yitzchak, because Rabbi Yitzchak says uh, laws of tefillah, dvar Torah, rubo makpid alav If there's a majority of an uh, interposition on your body <coughs> and <coughs> you are particular about it, you don't like it. Um, you might be about it, uh, then uh, that's a chatzitza. So it's got to be both, uh, most the majority of your body, and that you are uh, don't like it. Okay, rubo she'enu makpid alav ein kotsin. Even if it covers most of your body, uh, but you don't worry about it, uh, then it's not uh, actually a chatzitza. And you might say uh, the the fetus is, is totally covered by its mother, but it, the baby doesn't mind it. That's how it survives, uh, etc. And therefore. Uh, it's not a chatzitza. Vahadama Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana says about that, Lo shanu ele rubo. That's only of the majority. Aval kulo, the whole body. It says, chatzitz. Even in that situation, even if you don't mind, the whole body covers your whole body. That's uh, defined as a chatzitza, as a, an interposition. Okay, uh, from, a, from, a, from a Torah perspective. Okay, so how do you answer that? Shani Ubar, Dahanu Ravite. No, uh, that's just the way an Ubar grows. That's the normal way of growth. Uh, therefore, the mother's uh, womb can't be considered to be a chatzitza uh, because that's where it lives. Okay, and therefore, it's as if it's, got, it's gone to the mikveh as well as a mother. All right. Um, okay, so going back uh, to, uh, to, to something that we kind of uh, seen a little bit before, but now we just flesh it out a bit more. Yatar Ravina, I'm Ravi Yochanan, also in the name Ravi Yochanan, but when it comes to non Jewish uh, nations, uh, while they are still non Jewish, Halach, Achar then you follow the male for, for uh, paternity, uh, for lineage purposes, I suppose. Nikaru, uh, but if they convert, Halach, Achar, Pagum, then you go after the more flaw, flawed lineage. Uh, of between the two of them. Okay, what do you mean uh, after the nations go after the male? Uh, as we learned in Abraham, um, uh, we have uh, one of the other nations that had relations with a uh, Canaanite woman, uh, and then they have a son. Uh, you don't have to kill him out as part of like the, the seven nations. Uh, you have to kill the seven nations out. Uh, here, uh, the woman, she's a Canaanite, uh, but she has a father who's uh, from outside, um, you know, a, a Spanish guy or an Italian or whatever the case is. So now uh, that, uh, that you can keep the child as an Evid. It says, from the children of the strangers that are living amongst you, you can buy them. All right, so we see that uh, you go after the father in this instance. Yachol, you might think that even if it was a Canaanite, uh, you might think, uh, So a Canaanite man uh, came and had relations with a non-Canaanite woman, okay, and you had a child, you might think that uh, uh, you're allowed to buy them as slaves. It says that you gave birth in your land. So it had to be born in your land. And not just Garim. Uh, not just they are living in your land, because really what the, the Canaanite man ran away at the time of the uh, the conquering of the land, uh, and they they uh, 
had a child outside of Eretz Yisrael, and then they come back to live in Eretz Yisrael. So you might think that, or maybe even just the child did, you might think that uh, he, he could be acquired as a slave, because um, you go after his father, he's regarded as a, as a Kanani, and he's not allowed to remain in Eretz Yisrael. All right. So uh, uh, that is uh, uh, that's that. All right, but now v'nikaru halacha akabugu b'shebahem shibishnayim. The second part of his statement uh, in of Rabbi Yochanan, if, it, if if they converted, you go after the more blemished, uh, the more flawed of the two lineages. But my. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about a male uh, Egyptian convert who married a female Ammonite? Uh, uh, you know, what's, what's the Pagum over there? Which is the more flawed uh, in this thing? Uh, it, it says um, uh, it's only an Ammonite man that can't go. Uh, it says Ammoni below Ammonite, right? An Ammonite man is, is not allowed to come in, but, but not a woman. So there, there's no problem uh, with her. So she's not flawed at all. Uh, Ella, uh, so it must be talking about Ella Ammoni, Shunasa Mitrit, an Ammoni. Uh, male uh, Ammonites who's never allowed to come into the congregation, Shinasa Mitrit, uh, who married a female uh, convert over there. Uh, if, it's, uh, if they have a boy, okay, Shadinen Bata Ammoni. So you say, no, well then we say this child is considered to be an Ammoni uh, in this situation. If they, have, if they give birth to a daughter, uh, what do you say? Shadinen Bata Mitrit. Uh, you say, like, give her to the, the you say she's a Mitrit. So, therefore, uh, until the third generation, uh, you know, she's a, she's, she can't come in. So, in other words, she's like the second generation. Because if you allowed her to be an Ammonit, then she could come in straight away. Okay, moving on. Next Mishnah, uh, uh, as follows Mamzerin, Natinim, Asurin. A Mamzer and a Natin, which is a Givoni, uh, which we're going to have a discussion uh, starting today, but uh, carrying on tomorrow about the Givonim. Uh, they converted during the times of Yeshua. They, it says they are not allowed, they are asur, uh, to enter into the congregation. Vesurin uh, Isur Olam, there's an everlasting prohibition. Okay, both males and females. Okay, that is the Mishra Gemara says. Hamresh Lakish, Resh Lakish says, Mamzerit, Laka, Asarad Rot, Muterit, Yalif, Muterit. A Mamzerit, a female Mamzer, uh, would be allowed to come into the congregation after 10 generations. Okay, uh, how does he learn that? Yalif, Miasri, Asri, Meamoni, Umoavi. Uh, it talks about an Ammonite and a Moabite. It says an Ammoni and Moavi can't come into the uh, can't come into the Kal of Hashem. Even the tenth generation, uh, the, none of them can come in. And it says forever. It uses forever in that context. Uh, it says Mal Halan Nakevot Mutarot. He says uh, even in that situation, uh, the tenth talking about the Mamza, because it says also a Mamza is not allowed to enter into the Kal of Hashem. Even the tenth generation. Uh, none of his enter into the congregation as we, we had this uh, pasuk a bit earlier uh, and it says uh, but it doesn't say forever interestingly enough it just, but it does say 10th uh, uh, generation so we say asra asra right we say the 10th the generation asri asri so we say with the 10th generation over there mala halan uh, it says we compare the two of them but a, uh, a female uh, the female Ammonite is allowed 
into the congregation. Afkan, Nakevot, Mutarot. So too, a female mamzer, a mamzerit would be allowed into the congregation. The Gemara says, but hold on one sec. So if you say that uh, they would be allowed in, well then a mamzer should be allowed in straight away, the same as a ammonit, uh, female ammonite. So it says, uh, No, we need the gazer shava, masri ve'elach. No, the gazer shava is powerful enough to say that, that you have to wait at least 10 generations, but then afterwards uh, it's fine. So the Gemara says, hold on one sec, our uh, Mishnah, Vanantanan, our Mishnah says, Mamzarin Natinin, Asurin, Vaisurin, Esur Olam, they've got an everlasting prohibition, okay? Chadzarachim, Chadzarachim, both males and females. How do you answer that? Lo Kasha, hi, Commander Amar, Don Mina Mina, Vahad, Commander Amar, Don Mina, Voki Ba'atre. So uh, there's different ways of understanding because the Reish Lakish would say as follows. He says that uh, when you're comparing A to B, okay, A is, the, A is the prototype and B is what you're deriving. He says basically you have to take everything that's in case A uh, and learn it over to case B. All right, and then here it specifically talks about uh, Mamza and seemingly makes it uh, uh, prohibited forever. Okay, we say that actually it's only would be allowed after 10 generations. So we say the Ammonites and the Moabites uh, case is, uh, you know, it talks about 10 generations, but there's an element of uh, permissibility. So too, uh, we'd learn from the Mamza and we'd say there has to be an element of permissibility over here. However, the other opinion is uh, the Mishnah uh, goes according to the following Tana, which says, like, you know, if you compare A to B, uh, yes, you can learn certain things from A, the main things learn from A, but you leave it, uh, case B is, has got its own specific uh, characteristics and they, they, they stay the same. In this case, uh, that a mamza, you talk about a mamza, and a mamza is not allowed uh, into the congregation uh, forever, and therefore you, you would say that that lasts forever. All right. So Shoshalu at Rebeliezer, so they asked Rebeliezer, Mamzerit Lacha Asra Dare Amahu, what's the situation with the Mamza after 10 generations? Amalehem, immediately, Dor Shlishi, Vaterene. He says, even if you find me a third generation Mamza, that I'll make him pure. Uh, in other words, uh, seemingly, it says, Alma Kasava, Mamzerit Lo Chaza. Mamzera lo People, mamzers don't survive. They just uh, die out. So something happens to them, uh, etc., uh, and they're not there to act as, um, uh, um, you know, pitfalls the, to the normal Jews. Okay, the you know, they, they get killed out uh, by heaven, and therefore it's not a practical question. Mamzera lo can't live. Right, the Gemara says, but surely we learned, Mamzarian Asrin, Vesrin is Olam. They're not allowed to come into the congregation and that lasts forever. Amrav Zara, no, Sidima Farshali, me Minaid Rav Yehuda. This was explained to me by Rav Yehuda. Didai Chaya. No, if, you, if you're a Diade Chaya, sorry, if you're known to be a Mamza, this guy's a Mamza, and we know. Specifically, he's a mamza. Uh, then, then he can live, okay? Because he's defined as a definite mamza, and now, and now you know, he can live. Everyone knows he's a mamza, and there's no um, uh, hiddenness about it. If you, if people, if there's a child. 
comes out and, he, and no one knows he's a mamza, uh, then, uh, then he uh, is unable to live. That's where he gets mitzvah uh, shemaim, so that he doesn't get mixed up with the Jewish people unbeknownst to everyone else. Uh, so he's like a little bit known, uh, maybe suspected, he's not sure if he's a mamza. Uh, he can live for three generations. Something's going to happen to him uh, after three generations, and that will be that. All right, who? The Havaim. Shabbatai to Rabbi Asi. Uh, there was someone that was living uh, in the in Rav Ami. Sorry, the Rabbi Ami in the um, um, neighborhood of Rabbi Ami. And Rabbi Ami, Achsiris Alai, the Mamzaira Hava. He declared that he was a Mamza. Bachi uh, Azo. He was going around crying. You know what's going on. Amalai, listen. Achaim Natati Lacha. I've given you life over here, Baba. Everyone knowing you're a Mamza. Uh, then at least your mamza, you know, that, that at least you can have life, as opposed to uh, that, that suspected mamza who's not only going to last a few generations, not going to be good. All right, now we're going into a, uh, a little short history of uh, um, <coughs> the, uh, the Givonim, right? Uh, also known as Netinim. Amrav Khan Ba'ada, Rav Khan Ba'ada says as follows Nitinim, David David came and decreed that they can't enter into the congregation. Shemar, Vikra, Melech, Le Givonim, Vyomer Alayim. David called the Givonim and he says, um, um, and he said to them, Vyomer Alayim, Hagivonim, Lob, Unai Israel, Haima. He says the, the Givonim are not the children of Israel, but the leftovers of the Amorites, etc. So it's David who said they're not part of the Jewish people. Okay, even though they would have converted. All right, so that's David that says it. <coughs> the Gomorrah says, Matama Gazar Alei, right? So what is the reason that he made this decree? There was a three-year famine uh, in the days of David, year after year. Okay, so the first year, David says to them, uh, maybe the people who serve idols. from the <coughs> because the pasuk says uh, <coughs> and. Uh, you know, no prizes for guessing where this comes from. Bavaratem, Elohim Acherim, Bishtakavitem Nem. You'll, uh, uh, you know, uh, you'll t- s- turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And Hashem says, Vatar Cheshmaim, Vuloyim Atar. Okay, and uh, there won't be rain, uh, and that's it, and that, that will be the end of you. Okay. Uh, it says Baku Vilomatu. They found they went and they, they said uh, they couldn't find any people serving idols. Okay. Shnia Amalehim. Shema of the Avera. people of sin, you know, sexual sins over the Yeshbachem. Tiktiv Yam Yimanu Rivim Umakosh Lohaya Umatisha Zuna Hayalak. It says the showers have been withheld and there's been no rain because you had uh, the the, the the forehead of a uh, of a prostitute uh, and that's it so you didn't you weren't ashamed in other words uh, that was talking about behaving badly in a sec- from a sexual perspective will lead to a drought bad kuvelomatu they they checked it out and they didn't find any of those sins either okay shlishit uh, the third year amalehim so he said to them shema poskei tzedaka berabim yeshbachim maybe the people who announced tzedaka in public um, and uh, don't give, ain't not nim, and they don't give. Addictive, and the pasuk says about that. Nisim v'ruach ageshem ain ish mitalal b'mata sheker. The same way, um, wind and uh, and and uh, steam, etc. Vapor without rain, it's like you boast of a of a false 
gift. Okay, it's a pasuk in Mishlei. Had this in Tanit as well, uh, talking about one of the sins that uh, um, stop people getting rain. Badku <coughs> Matsu. Again, uh, they checked and they didn't find. So David says, "Listen, Ama Anadavatuloi Elabi. No, there's uh, uh, this this matter must depend upon me. Okay, uh, therefore Miad Vekesh David Pina Hashem. So David went uh, to uh, ask from Hashem. Uh, looked, you know, wanted to get the face of Hashem. Mahi. So what is that talking about? Amarosh Lakish Shal Berum Tumim. He went and he asked the Rum and Tumim. Okay, the stones in." Um, you know, that uh, either the stones or the parchment or whatever the case is, uh, but, but uh, it would make uh, the breastplate light up, okay, and, uh, and he would uh, do it. So he says, my mashma, uh, so how do you know that he, that he, he did that? I'm Rabbi Lazar, he says, Achia Panay Panay, we have here Panay and Panay, uh, on, the, on the one hand it says, David Panay Hashem, David asked for Panay Hashem, the, the face of Hashem, um, and elsewhere it's, it's written, Vashal, Law mishpat orim Hashem, and and it says you should stand before Lazar the priest and you should ask him uh, the urim and the tumim. Okay, a pasuk in um, uh, I, I think it is in Korach. Okay, that oh, that asks about that. So really, Pana Hashem, uh, we learn it from there. All right, so that's talking about the urim and tumim. Viomer Hashem al Shaul, and uh, and Hashem says uh, the answer came back. Um, so it's for Shaul and his bloody house. He put the, uh, the, 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 to death the give on him. Okay, uh, so what are we talking about? Al Shaul. Shaul wasn't given a proper eulogy. Okay, even though David, the Maritzkai, says, listen, uh, David gave him the most beautiful eulogy. What are we talking about here? So he says, is, uh, you know, maybe that was just uh, one person to another. It wasn't like fitting for a king. Anyway, um, he wasn't eulogized properly. Shalom nispad kalacha valbeta damim. And when the house of blood, uh, it says, uh, because alashe hemeta given him. That's the second thing that you did. So you have two sins, one not eulogizing Shmuel properly and one that he killed the given him. When did Shaul kill the Givonim? There's no record of that. Ella, Mitok, Sharag, Nov, Ira Kwanim. No, he killed out Nov, the, the city of Kwanim. Shayu, Maspikin, Nahem, Maim, Mazon. They used to. Um, Provide the given him with water and food, and they would they would help them. So they were on, on hard times. The given him uh, because he killed out all of uh, the, the, the city of Kohanim, uh, as if he killed them as well. All right, the Gemara says, hold on one sec. On the one hand, you're saying Shaul wasn't eulogized properly. On the other hand, you say, listen, he did such a terrible sin by, uh, by killing the Givonim. Surely that uh, doesn't reconcile. And we say, in no, Damarash Lakish, Rashakish says, my dictive, Bakshu, it's Hashem, call an vey. Eretz Hashem Mishpato Palu seek Hashem all the humble of the earth that have uh, executed His justice. In other words, Hashem Mishpato Sham Palo. Okay, uh, we talk about justice to be carried out against a person. We also mention his good deeds. Okay, and that's uh, uh, that's an interesting thing because normally when we say, listen, uh, we we especially. Um, these days, you know, someone's either all good or all bad. You know, that's it. Either you know the most terrible person ever uh, or the best person. You know, we don't see nuances that much uh, as well. We just uh, say, yeah, we say there's a nuance thing. He did a lot of good. Yes, he might have done one or two bad things, uh, but he's uh, he's very good, and that's why he's fit for eulogy. Okay.
we'll leave it there. Iran should have a great day.